Okay, no problem. <clears throat> okay, we do. Yeah. So, Tariq. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we're good, yeah? All right. Um, uh, let me let uh, that team come in quickly. Hey, baby girl. Hey, Batini, how are you? Hi, how are you? I'm good, and you? I'm good, thanks. It just came back on now. Oh, this one. Literally two minutes ago, yeah. Morning, 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 Queen. Okay, cool. Uh, Tariq. Yes, sir. We do rock and roll, my brother. So you're the co-host. I have you the co-host over there, so I've already activated that. So we can uh, rock and roll. Yeah? Yeah. So we have uh, our two guests already here, Miss Omar. I see. Yes, yes, yes. Good morning, young queens. Good morning. Hello, hello. Good morning. <laughs> morning our time. Yes, indeed. Afternoon, yeah. yes, man. We are blessed with the presence of the two young queens all the way from the motherland. Um, a very good morning, a very good afternoon, evening, wherever you are. This is G7 Voices Without Boundaries, and today, we have the uh, pleasure of uh, hosting two young queens who are exceptional in their own ways, in their own dreams, and in their own visions. And you are with Nati, a go by black man, and with my ace on the other side, Rick. Peace. <laughs> so today, Rick, we are discussing fashion clothing, image, representation, style. You can name it all. You can name it all, black men. So uh, you wanna you wanna start you wanna you wanna kick ball the, the this this one today, black man? Well that you know uh <laughs> that's cool. Uh is it Umatima? So let me, yes, let me Yes, so, it is. Yeah, so let me let me introduce. Let me introduce the. You better introduce. Go ahead. Yeah, so, let's uh, go. We have the pleasure of uh, uh, of of having two beautiful ladies. Uh, I will, I will read uh, the, the the bios here because I don't want to mess it up. So, uh, Miss Rachel Omatema, all the way from South Africa, she's the founder and director of Class Verb. She's going to talk more about Class Verb. What is Class Verb? Uh, born uh, in South Africa in a small town in Limpopo. Uh, she's a graduate of um, TUT, a former student uh, of SRC, Information and Publicity Officer, former Treasurer General of uh, TUT Convocation, a former member of TUT Council, Entrepreneur of the Year 2017, Mail and Guidian 2017 Top 200 South African, a 2018 YALI, that's the Young African Leadership Initiative Business and Entrepreneurial Development Track Adjudication Panel, a 2018 Africa Summit Speaker, Entrepreneur of the Year in 2019, 2019 Country and Regional, so that's a SADIC, winner of, of uh, Africa's most influential women's, women in business and government, South Africa Premier Business Awards, Finalist, and she is um, an individual who started um, her, her venture after uh, going out on a shopping spree. And it's for her, she says. And um, 
after finding out that she couldn't find any clothing in her size, she then decided, you know what? I'll have to do it by myself. And that's how the venture it all started. You know, Alma started making her own clothes, sharing it on social media, friends and fellow plus size ladies kept on asking her where she got, she got all her clothes and sharing with her their shopping frustrations. She saw the gap in the market and launched, and launched her own fashion brand targeting plus size women. Her mission is to challenge the stereotype concept that cares have, have no place in the fashion industry. From operating out of the boot of her car and carriage and garage, sorry, at her apartment, today plus fair has a fully fledged production factory employing 16 people and selling through this, uh, one of South African mainstream online stores that's Superfist and Zanko, and fast growing retail chain with space at the following branches that's in Rosebank, Brooklyn. Uh, Clearwater, Woodlands, Mall of Africa, Menlin, Cresta, and Santi, and she's all the way in Durban, uh, Gateway, and Pavilion Mall, and in Cape Town, Cavendish, and Canal Walk Mall. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the one and only Miss Oma Tema. Yes, indeed. And, uh, <laughs> uh, we still doing these intros. I would also like to introduce the young, the young queen that is also coming all the way from South Africa as well, Miss Batini Kwane. Batini Kwane is a self-taught fashion designer who owns a fashion label called Batini Design. Originally from the township of, of Mamelodi in the eastern part of Africa, but operates her business from the Johannesburg The fashion label mainly creates ready-to-wear apparel for women and offers custom design clothing services to those who require a more personal touch to their items. The business also serves a wide range of customers through social media and their online store. She is proud to have dressed more than a few of some of the local jazz musicians. The list of performers she has includes Mbuso Koza, Bokani Daya, Ndibuzo uh, Makatini, Andile Yanani, Salin Washington, Nabo Zulu, Umi Mokorosi, Nabo Mashpiane, Kabisila Mutuba, and then Tunzi Mbubu. The list just goes on. And uh, with that said, welcome back to you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. It's in blessings, yes, indeed. And welcome to everybody else who's just joined us now. This is G7 Voices Without Boundaries. I'm not by myself, I'm with my ace. My ace is rather Tariq. <laughs> my man is not. Over there, my man, young king, young king Tariq. You see what you, you see? What I see? My yes, man. indeed, what's I up, see him. What's going on, brother? Tariq, you got this one, black man. Yeah, I, I, I was started off initially with both young queens, Bethina and Uma. Um, many women out there love to shop, and uh, you know, I think it's fulfilling for them. However. How would you, or what would you suggest uh, in regards to budgeting? Um, take it right to financials because um, the, the climate that we're in right now. And also, um, if they do have the inclination to dive into fashion as an income, what suggestions will you have for the ladies? Look, I think the, thank you so much for having me. I think the biggest thing is that for every for every business that you want to get into, whether it's fashion, whether it's any other thing, 
is that you must you must be a problem solver right if there isn't any problem you're solving then chances are that that business might not be you know sustainable so my thing has always been that do your own research and find out what is it that people need and they're not getting because it's in it is in that gap that you're able to you know come up with a business that you know um solves problem and make you money um how i started my business was that i was really struggling to get close as a class as woman and i i i just did not want that problem to prevail anymore and i and i decided to you know um start my own fashion brand which was now to deal with the actual problem of plus as women struggling to get clothes and make sure that you create that gap so you must be able to you know first and foremost to to answer the question of which problem are you solving because it's in the it's in the problem it's in the the problem solving that your your money lies i i don't know if i make sense but you you have to recognize what is it that is needed in the market you can't come and want to be a supporting actress in a particular market you need to come knowing exactly what is it that you want to um you want to solve and want to you know improve. and you must be very very clear about those kind of things love it thank you fill a void fill a void and that void will become your niche I, I yeah, I mean, all, yeah, I mean, every business is about filling a void. Um, mm. If you talk about Uber, Uber was filling a void. Uber Eats was filling a void. A void. Um, you know, um, Bookings.com fills up a void. You know, um, Amazon fills up a void. So it's you have to fill up a void. You must tell us what void are you trying to fill it up to fill up. because it is well it, it is in, in that explanation that we can see um you know the your business your business um development your business structure and how sustainable a business can be okay so umo so before before i allow the, uh bethany is it bethany it's bettini bettini Batini. Yes. Forget, forgive me for butchering your what name. What are they saying? Yes. <laughs> so that's, that's the that's the uh, uh, that's the meaning. That, that's the meaning of the name. What are people saying? What, say again. What are people saying? What, what are, are people, people saying? Batini. Right. What it. are they saying? Right. What are they saying? So, um, to the second part of the question. in regards to the individual whether it be a woman or a male cuz you know a lot of people they 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 they, they feel fulfillment from shopping and fashion regards to budgeting would you any one of you have any advice in regards to budgeting to the to the to the, to the audience out there and still fulfilling that need to go out there and shop especially in this particular climate that we're living in now Um I want to let Bethany you know come in a little bit because I've already had my bite on the first question. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you defer. <laughs> um before I can answer that one I just wanted to say just taking a little bit from what you said with me it was more of around differentiation. So if you want to enter the market or any kind of thing that you want to do is what is it that you're offering that 
will differentiate differentiate you from what the next person is doing because there's a whole, there's been a lot of things that have been done and some are doing it well some are not doing it well you know like uh, the fashion industry there's a lot of players in it in every year there's new people that are coming in but when you enter the fashion industry what is your point of view and that thing is what's going to make you successful you know that's the thing that's going to make people pay attention to you can't be uh, mimicking somebody who's always who's already in the industry you know and uh, that's why you get a lot of these clothes that are kind of looking the same what is it about your brand that's going to make it stand out and make people stop looking at other brands and look at yours that's what i kept asking myself and i spent a lot of time doing a lot of research on um fitting clothes how clothes fit and how how i spent a lot of time going to these a-list boutiques studying how they insert zips how how they do their lining the kind of fabrics that they were using before i even started making clothes myself and because i didn't study um fashion design formally i mean i was in banking i was in corporate banking before i got into this and um so i i did sign up for a lot of lessons to kind of understand pattern making pattern design so that eventually when i do work with cmts or other players that are going to do it for me I understand exactly what, what it takes to do it. I understand exactly how the fit works because I can manipulate a pattern myself. So I spent about a year or two um, doing that background um, you know, education just so that I know what I'm doing. So that when I'm dropping fabric off at somebody at a, at a, at a factory, they don't tell me I need 12 meters when I know I actually need like 10, you know? Um, so you as a person, don't just go in without knowing what the industry is about because when, when times are hard, really all you can really rely on is yourself, you know? Um, like I've had to sit back and do all the work myself in the time that COVID has hit us because I've had to lay off one or two people that were working in my team. So you, you wanna be in a position where you know exactly what you're dealing with. Nobody can, can tell you about what, you, you should know better in terms of how you're running your business and what you want out of it. And what is that thing that differentiates you from all the other players that are already existing in the field? So those were the things for me, because if I couldn't differentiate myself, if I didn't have a signature look, if somebody can look at my clothes and know that that's a Bartini, then there's no point for me to be doing what I'm doing. Then there's something that I'm doing that's wrong. Then I don't have a tone. Like in music, they will say somebody has a specific tone, like Miles Davis has a specific tone. You can, you can hear that it's Miles Davis playing. It's the same with fashion. When somebody walks in with your garment, they need to be able to have an inclination to kind of say, could that be a Bartini or is that a, an Oma? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and you need to spend a lot of time really fine tuning that. And that takes a long time to get right. I'm still working on it up to today. You know, I've only been doing this for five years and I'm still, I'm still fine tuning that. In terms of budget, one of the things that I did, um, one of the things that I did want to do with my brand is for people to look at the, the items as investment pieces. So that means that they are not entry level, you know, they are not priced at an entry level um, range. Uh, they are more middle range, like your, what you would get at Woolies, Woolworths, what the equivalent of, what is it? Macy's that side, um, you know. So, so the people that would buy my clothes are investing in the items because these are clothes that they will keep for a very, very long time and, and hopefully may be able to hand them down to, to their kids, their daughters. That's been my, my aim. So in terms of budgeting, I would say, you know, shop wisely, shop when you're ready and shop when you can. Um, and if you cannot afford something at that time, 
don't force matters and, and because I, 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 clothes are great to have, but the kind of clothes that I'm making are not um, essential things, you know, like vests and, and things that you would wear inside. So like now during the COVID times, only people who are actually financially okay can afford to invest in some of my pieces, which is why I've been hardest hit, one of the hardest hit uh, brands in South Africa right now. And that's okay. I understand that the risk comes with it. I'm sorry, I have a... I'm oh, that was you. I thought it was somebody else. Yeah, so I would say shop wisely. Know what it is that you're doing. Rather than shopping at cheap, at cheap places and spending like a thousand rand at all these places, maybe just take time, save enough to invest in whatever clothes that you'll be having because you'll know that they are timeless. You can wear them for long and you can also hand them. The quality is so good that you can even hand it down to your daughters or your nieces over time. Ah. So, uh, but but don't die for for clothes. Don't 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 stop <laughs> trying right. to look good. Don't do that. You yeah. hear that, my queens? You hear that? Do not die for the clothes. Clothes, <laughs> right? Hey, Eric, uh, I would like to also introduce a young lady from uh, all the way from Nigeria. Also, what is with, uh, um, Chris? Chris, can you hear me? Uh, anyone who's going by Chris, if you can mute your your, your phone for me, please, if you don't mind. Chris? Um, hi. Chris is my guest. Oh, that's your guest. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, so I'm trying to have him um, mute his phone. Um, Did he mute it? Because I can... I, I can... Uh, is it done? Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, so... Um, Olua Kemi, are you there? Olua Kemi? Yes, I am. I'm here. Olua Kemi. So Olua Kemi is a, a fashion designer from Nigeria. She goes by Fine Mode. Fine Mode is the, is the clothing level of her design. So it's a yes. Nigerian best woman clothing brand offering ready-to-wear pieces, accessories, tailoring, and bridal services to beautiful and fashionable women. Founded in 2018 by Olua Kemi and Kitario, who currently yeah. serves as the creative director. Fine Mode has vastly grown into a brand that meets the fashion designs um, and the needs of every woman, including bridal dresses. Fine Mode has successfully clothed a few fashion forward women in the entertainment industry, like Paula Stephanie, Aris, Odenike, Oditola, Odilea, Damilola. Adebite um, and Brenda Upopo. Uh, welcome yeah. to the seven uh, Olua Kemi. Thank you. So um, let me throw this one uh, here to, to, all, to all the ladies. I'll start with uh, Batimi. So Batimi, you say you studied, uh, you, you studied in the banking world. So, yeah. Um, being in South Africa, and you say that it's very competitive also, because I've seen how the fashion trend has grown in South Africa within the past 10 years. It's just so overwhelming that you go out there, you work up there's something else. And yeah. somebody is doing their research to the letter T. They're crossing their teeth and dotting their eyes that everything's gonna be different. What is it about your clothing brand that has made it to stand out more than anything else? 
quality I really spend time on quality and I use very good fabrics and my workmanship as well the finishing of the clothes is 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 is, is something that I'm constantly working to improve so so that's important because there are a lot of clothes but there are a lot of people who are not making quality clothes I mean my clothes I've always said that when you wear something you should be able to wear it the other way around so it should be so neat inside and out that you can actually pull it out the other way and still be able to wear it and nobody will think that you're wearing something that's not supposed to be worn, you know? So the way I insert my lining, my zips, and do the finishing, the way I do my matching of my, the fabrics with the, um, with the cotton that I use, I really try to pay a lot of attention to those small details, and I'm constantly looking to improve them. The other thing is that it's something that's in a person. You know, when your signature look, your, your, the thing that makes whatever you do, you know, be more of, 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 of you is, is you really, you know, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, what do I call it? The main ingredient in, in how my clothes become and look how they do. So the more centered and the more true I am to myself and my aesthetic without looking at what's happening around me in terms of comparing and saying, Oh, this is the trend and whatnot. The more that stands out and, and, and somehow that message gets um, put across to, to, I mean, it, people get it, you know, the, the ones that are meant to get it, they get it and they support the brand. So there's no real, real secret or to it, except that I'm, I'm very authentic to what I love and what I, what I do in, 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 in the way that I do it. And um, I don't spend a lot of time looking at what other people are doing in terms of are they ahead or uh, this is the trend or whatnot. I, I really do something that is pleasing to me and it's just it's just uh, a bonus if, if other people like it and want to buy the clothes because you gotta be proud of what you do and who you are and it's gotta come across from everything else that you, that comes out of your hands and I that's my only thing my biggest challenge for me right now is to just out outdo myself every single time I come up with something and hope for the best because I feel like the gift was given to me for a reason. Yeah, and right. if I'm out there looking at what's happening and what everybody's signature thing is and what's the thing now, then I'll never get to that, you know, that true potential that I need to, that personal potential that's been embedded in me by God. And, and really that's, that's really it for me. Maybe it might mean something else for other people, but I, I really look at money first. I, I always believe when you're doing what's meant to be done by you, It'll come across to the right people. The money will come. Speaking of what the money will come, uh, yeah. before I, I come to you, uh, Olua Kemi, uh, all my friends, she has to, she has to uh, leave uh, in, in a few Tariq uh, uh, yeah. So I'm going to try and uh, make sure I accommodate her before she, she rolls out. Uh, Olua Kemi, I'll come to you in a few, in a few seconds. Um, speaking about uh, identity, uh, uh, Omar, um, the problem is really actually the problem is that Omar, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. All right. Yes. Yeah. So Omar, speak, speaking of uh, identity, you establish your, your your signature from a from a after having to undergo a nightmare, going to stores, not finding what can fit you, and then possibly yeah. the stereotype that comes with it. And I'm sure that a, a lot of women who are uh, who look like you, who feel like they, they, their curves 
are not accommodated, they, they, they go through that you know, uh, overwhelming anxiety of how am I going to find something that's going to make me look good? And that's when you came in. How has, how has been the journey for you to, to where you are now? I think, um, so, so the journey has been very fulfilling. I mean, if there's one thing that I've, I've done so many things in my life. I've, I've, I've worked in government. I've, I've done other businesses. I'm still doing other businesses. But if there's one thing that really is, um, if, if there's one thing that really makes sense, um, is this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the reasons why it makes this much sense is because it really speaks to the soul of a plus-size woman truthfully. I always say to my, to my team, our design process is very long. You know, we design, we do a pattern, we do a pre-production sample, and we do all of those things. And I always say, at the end of the day, I, I ask my team, is this our truth? Is this mm-hmm. our truth? And it has been, it has been amazing um, how people will, you know, send us, you know, fan mails or fan whatever. And they, they tell us about, I mean, you know, I mean, one of the things that I didn't even, you know, sort of anticipate is when um, husbands and boyfriends were calling in and saying, look, I love my girlfriend. I love my wife and I want my wife to feel very comfortable and I think you guys what you're doing is amazing and and can I buy this particular outfit for her and they do that and then they come and give us their report and say you know um thank you for instilling confidence in my wife's you know confidence in my wife's life or confidence in my girlfriend you know because she's now very happy with her own self she understands she's in love with who she is and, and and that for me has always been you know the actual success you know um because at the core you know every every person and every um every person and everything that is in existence it must have a purpose of why it is there and you must find one purpose or two or three but you know you must have a fundamental purpose of it and and in our business what we do everybody i mean you can ask a cleaner in my office a sales accountant in my office or whoever they will tell you they'll be able to say to to say to you at the core of our business we sell confidence you know we instill it that's what we are about because clothes can be made right people can be able to stitch, people can be skilled to stitch a dress, whatever it is. But the most important thing for me has always been, you know, what is it? What is it that we sell? And we realize that we don't actually sell you the outfits. We actually sell you the confidence. Our clothes instill confidence. When we do our swimwear, we have thought about all the insecurities of a plus size woman, and we have already worked on those insecurities so that they can be celebrated. When we do a dress or when we do a, a jumpsuit, we've already talked about it. So you can definitely trust us, you know, that whatever that we have put out there is something that we have trialed, we have tested, and it's something that we know it will look amazing on you. We know that you will look forward to going to a business presentation or going to work or going to your first date with. We want people to be able to live their lives because we are really not, we are more than our sizes, you know, we are more than the size of a dress, the size of the hip and all of that. We just want people, you know, who happen to 
buy our clothes to be really, really, you know, um, confident with their lives because we, deserve, we, we believe that fashion has no size, right? And we wanted to be, we wanted to be the change that we wanted to see. What is important in our lives, you know, as we are, you know, con having this conversation from, you know, different parts of the world. I mean, people are, there's somebody who's in Nigeria, there's somebody who, you are in America and we are in South Africa. It, it, it's the fact that we need to, we need to accept the fact that, you know, um, we have to be honest with our offerings. It's very important that we are honest with our offerings, but it's also very important to know that, you know, um, the world is our oyster and we have to have this kind of conversations, but also to teach the African story, to teach the new product that is coming out of Africa that is no way inferior. You know, it's not inferior to, to a product that is in that is in America, for instance, um, a Nigerian a Nigerian brand can get into into American duel, or a Nigerian brand can get into South African duel, a South African brand can get to Nigerian duel, and and so forth and so forth. The 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 support has been amazing. Um, it has been really really amazing. I mean, we have been propelled to even you know open an online store with. We were not even ready for it, but because of the demand and, and people just really appreciating the work that we do, we were able to do to do that. So it has been it has been fulfilling. It yeah. it has it's one thing that make sense to that's, me. That's that's uh, that's uh, uh, intriguing and and, and, and fulfilling is the word is the word and um. Boundaries to Nigeria. Find more. I know when I spelled the name, I was calling it yeah. Find More. Find More. You know, so, uh, tell us about Find More. Who's Find More? And who does Find More design tools for? Sorry, can you repeat that again? Uh, I was saying, explain to us who is Find More. Okay. Time Mode is a Nigerian brand that, that has been in existence in 2018. So um, we've been able to cater for people. We've been able to, hold on please. So what is that? We we've been able yeah, I can hear you now. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, we've been able to cater for women's clothing since 2018, trying to um, satisfy all our customers, ranging from ages 18 upwards. So, um, right. Yeah, so we've been having a bit of like difficulty like uh, hearing uh, um, on what came in. I think maybe it's the network. Um, can you hear us clear though? Yes, yes, I can hear you. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, so um, uh, I have a, uh, we have a chat line that is on here. Uh, and um, I have a very, very, very good, I call her my mother, uh, Miss Edie. Uh, thank you for coming to the show. And she says something which uh, I'm sure uh, any of you guys can answer this one. From a financial standpoint, designers have to keep up with the spending trends. Seems like a lot of people are stepping away from expensive designer items, keep an eye out of, uh, for multi-million uh, multi and billion dollar businesses like 
straight up consignment and speech fix in US in, in the US. So and I, I'm, uh, Omar and uh, Ebatin, you did explain more about that because we were talking about accessibility as well. Because for people to be able to designer clothing, they have to be able to spend that money. But spending money doesn't mean I have to buy a ten thousand uh, dollar dress. You know, yeah, get a dress for like three hundred dollars. That's that's no, that's fair enough. And then it's it's on point to get ready to go out for an evening. Uh, uh, um, when it comes to to, to prices, um, how how has it been for your clientele? Have able to purchase without having to worry that like it's gonna break my my account? Because at the end of the day, we have to account that money does matter because you guys you business at the same time. But at the same time, you also wanna establish an image, an image mm -hmm. that's identity for when you are in the continent. That's why the, the topic for today is designer's language. Because when I'm buying, I'm buying Nike, I'm buying Adidas, I'm buying Kila, you know, I'm buying Gucci, whatever it is. So now I'm yeah. buying, that's fair. I'm buying Batini, I'm buying Fine more. So how has the uh, money factor uh, been to your clientele? I think um, I, I, I want to just answer this quickly because I'm going to leave you in, in, in a while now. So, so I think for me has always been, first and foremost, you must know who you're selling to. You must know who your customer is. So you must know, I always say to my, to my team, we need to know who's our client, what do they have for breakfast, where do they have that breakfast, where do they have their lunch and stuff like that. Because you, think, you need to understand the LSM of that particular client, right? So for me, is that pricing has never been an issue for as long as you are very clear about the clients that you're servicing. If you're servicing high-end clients, then they don't see your pricing as an issue because you're speaking to that level. But if you want to sell to students or you want to sell to LSM4, LSM3, then, then your pricing really needs to speak to those kind of people. So for me, it has always been what is your what is what is your clientele like and you need to have decided what your clientele like is so that you 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 make sure that your communication strategy your marketing strategy is towards those people you can't necessarily want to sell a bespoke item to somebody who you know wants a very cheap number so you must channel your communication to the specific client that you want to speak to so it's always very for me, it has always been very important. We've got different, you know, levels of a plus fab where you can buy. So you would you would necessarily buy a ready to wear, but it might not be, you know, it must it might not be the price range for everybody, and we appreciate that. So that's why our communication is to their particular clientele, and then there are people who say, you know what, I want a custom make or I want a bespoke item, and those are. You know, those are expensive and our people, when we speak to them, we speak to them in the language that they understand because that's the language that they are at and that's the LSM level that they're at. So for me, pricing has never been an issue as long as you know who you are selling to and you need to make sure that your communication and your marketing strategy is geared towards your clientele. You can't speak to everybody else right. because not everybody is the same.
Absolutely. Uh, before you leave, I know you're about to leave, and uh, after this question, we're going to let you uh, rock and roll. And, and we appreciate your presence as always. And then, um, uh, uh, as far as um, cross culture, have you found any uh, marketing that is uh, attracting you in the American or in the Western side, in the Western sphere? We have we have clients in. We have got good friends in Nigeria. Um, there's there's a there's an online magazine called Big Sister Magazine. We have been really good friends with them. I mean, I know a lot of um, you know Nollywood actresses there, um, who who have been good friends of mine, who are great supporters of my work. Um, and we have in in America, there's a magazine there that's called Plus Model Magazine. I know the editor quite well. Um, and we have we've really had people. We've got clients even in the U.S. We've got clients in Netherlands. So people have been, because it's what we, whatever we, we sell authentically, our truth. And our truth is what people are interested in, right? And they buy it. So we have had quite a number of, you know, international exposure. And we, we're looking forward to just growing that. I think one of the biggest things for PlusFab, at least I know, it's, it's just, you know, cracking the international market and that's what we want to do. And we'll definitely leverage on the friendships that we have currently as it stands. We've got really amazing friendship in America and New York. We've got friendships in, in Nigeria. We also have friendships in Ghana as well. So we're just going to, you know, just continue harnessing those kind of friendship and growing our brand. But we know that, you know, a journey of a million miles starts with one step and we are you are right on our way there. Uh, I'll, I'll see Rachel on my time. Thank you very much for coming through. And uh, we definitely uh, appreciate your presence and uh, mm. continue doing what you do. And uh, even amid all this chaos that's happening in the world, we know that it's a challenge for, for all the designers in the world. You know? but thank you. It has actually uh, given you guys another platform. And thank you very much. Uh, <clears throat> hope to see you again um, in the near future. And, Hopefully. Definitely. 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 Thank you very much. Um, thank you so much. Thank Bye, you. everybody. Bye, Omar. Uh, okay. So, uh, Tariq, we have a uh, fine mode and uh, Batini, so we can rock and roll, black men. So, um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll pass it over to you. No, you know, I, I was, I was, I was listening to Batini uh, earlier, and she said, you know, she kind of, not in so many words, but. She doesn't want to get too many influences from the outside sources, right? Because it's like a God gift. Mm -hmm. And so it, it spiked the interest to ask a question in regards to your creative process. What does that look like being that, you know, you're intentionally uh, limiting the influ outside influences? I mean, I, I, I do stay abreast of what's happening in general in the world so that I don't see what's happening outside but then right. i don't necessarily follow trends right. you know what i mean so i wouldn't do like oh this 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 year or this season we're doing checks next season we're doing tweets you know uh, i've got signature things there the 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 general um what do they call it silhouette in my clothes is is a timeless fit with an a-line or a um circle dress type of thing which means that anybody between the ages of i mean not the aged gosh <laughs> Anybody from the size of about 30 up to like 44, 46 will look flattering in them. 
So they're, mm. they're thick on the top and loose on the bottom. That's the, the basic shape that I keep and I play around with that in many different ways. So, but I mean, you know, I do have, I do have experiences and I go out and I do play around with a lot of fabrics and I do have mentors in the industry. And a lot of the stuff that I do get, I, I get intuitively. It's not, it's not that I sit, it's actually, I can't even explain how the creative process is. It just comes to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to answer your, your question. It just comes to me and I think, oh, okay, so let me try this. And then I go into the studio. Unfortunately, I can't sketch. So I actually have to produce actual samples. So, so I have a lot of test clothes that I make. Like I've got a whole lot of samples that I make on a, on a weekly basis of stuff that works, a lot of stuff that doesn't work, you know? Wow. Um, so the creative process includes a lot of practical application of what it is that I'm thinking because I can't sketch. That's yeah. my weakness. Yeah. But it, it just comes to me and I don't know, maybe this is too like woo woo. <laughs> but it really is. It just comes to me and I, I, I try it out. I'm also attracted to, to prints and all of that stuff. So I would, I would play around. I spend a lot of time in fabric shops. Whatever speaks to me, I will take home and then I will play around with it and Almost everything that I've produced has been to my liking and um, well received with a lot of people. And I'm just working on fine tuning my process management and production line so that I can have more time to create and less time being actually in the in the, in the studio making stuff. I'm so sorry, guys. Oh, <laughs> I keep forgetting she's there. <laughs> I was just about to ask the audience, can you guys please mute your phones? <laughs> Yeah, okay. Thank you, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, as uh, 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 talking about uh, vision, because you say you, you, you don't sketch, so mm. uh, I, I want to jump quickly to uh, to uh, uh, Oloa Kemi. Uh, Oloa Kemi, your because your 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 brand is still brand new, like we're talking about two years old, and and now you when you are at the brace of going out to the universe and then boom, comes COVID-19. And then you find yourself slowing down. And uh, how has that affected your production in Nigeria? Mm. Um, oh, she's on mute. Unmute. Yeah, unmute yourself, yeah. Yes. There we go. I hear me now. Yeah. Yes. So it's really affected everybody in Nigeria. But the good thing about fashion is you follow the trend. No matter, no matter um, what yeah. comes that... Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Yes, so no matter what we're facing, fashion will still bring a way of you producing some things. Like now, we need to wear face masks. So that's giving us the opportunity to produce face masks. Mm -hmm. Yes, so um, it has really... It has helped us to move our, our thinking from just making clothes for everybody. So now we make clothes for, to, to meet people's needs, like what they need in this moment. Right. Not um, just making clothes for parties because that is not available right now. So it has changed everything in making face masks and providing and serving people that are still working. So providing work clothes for people. Mm -hmm. So that's it. It has really reduced the um, amount of production we make, but it's but we're still striving to get there. Right. So that's it. Mm. Uh, but speaking of uh, 
speaking of mass, you know, because yes. mass alone, of course, they don't bring in the that income that you're looking for. And then, do you have any other supporting sources that help with uh, with the capital? Because uh, oh yes, okay. So yeah, as I was saying, yeah, I what, from what you say that because when you're doing bridal clothing for people who are getting married, it's a bigger production, you know, as compared to doing like five thousand masks. They still that doesn't compensate to what you you get yeah. like three wedding dresses or something mm -hmm. of that sort. Yeah. So apart from the mask, people have started um doing a little party here and there. So we've we've been um helping out with that. It's not as great as before, but. Mm -hmm. But we've been doing it. So we're trying to meet the needs of people going to work now. Yes, so yeah. that's the need. So that's the other things that we've been doing. We're providing for people going to work. And then now that churches are open here, we're doing that too. So we're trying to meet our targets. So we've changed from bridal now to just serving people that, that need our services. Let me just put it that way. So have you always been a, a fashion uh, designer at heart or is this something that just came out of, mm -hmm. you know what, let me try this and you found that you have a talent for it and you... Well, I, I, would, I would say it's a talent because when I was very little, I like playing with needle and threads, just sewing things and like that. But, you know, when you're growing up, you want to be a doctor or a banker and all, but... Um, I noticed that I like watching fashion TV a lot. And then I, in my head, I create some styles. And then um, after school, we had like a one year program and um, they told us to work in our field, to work in whatever course we reach. So I told my mom that I just wanted to learn fashion and that's what I want to, because I was now more interested in it. Right. So I went for it. Then after school, I decided this is what I'm going to do. This is this is what makes me happy. Mm. So I did it and I started it. It's all about happiness, isn't it, Tariq? Yeah, indeed. I had a question that was, because I noticed something uh, when I was looking at your, your websites, all three of you. So you're all catering for young queens. I didn't see anything for males. So is that, <laughs> is that the case back to me with you as well? That you don't, you cater for, for the young queens? Because I, I mean, what I saw from all three of you, I'm like, that's dope, you know, I, I can see myself wearing one of the designs, you know, and, but I didn't see anything. <laughs> is that a design? <laughs> yeah. I design specifically for ladies. Mm -hmm. But I do make for guys as well a lot i mean most of the the, um, the the people that come to me for custom clothing are actually guys it's just i don't post oh. um I, yeah i don't post the stuff that i do for guys but they would they would post in their respective ways that they got the pants from me the jackets and whatnot mm -hmm. so i do cater for guys maybe i'm not ready yet to i think the key thing the thing here is that i'm not ready to 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 advertise as a ready to wear designer for men because I'm still working on the, the male body. You know, it's, it's mm -hmm. not an easy one. Women are easy to, 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 to get right, you know, mm. but, but men that the crotch, you know, the pants, the fit, the, your backs are wider at the top. And you know, it's, it's like a whole science, um, which I think needs a bit more time. And once I'm comfortable, then I'll start 
right. um, putting out on my website and everywhere saying, oh, I make for guys. Because the guys that I make for, I do custom, so I measure them. So I know whatever I make for them will fit. Right. But if I have to do standard, standard sizes for men, I'd really either have to get outsource the pattern making to somebody else outside to do it for me and then design based on those. But ideally, I want to understand it myself so that when I do maneuver and, 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 and manipulate the, the patterns, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm moving, what I'm changing. So I'm not ready yet, but I, I'm definitely going to get into it because I've been getting a whole lot of requests from a lot of guys who see some of the stuff I make for ladies and can see themselves, you know, in them, in a way, like with, with minor tweaks. So I do, do most of the jazz musicians that I, that I come to me, that come to me are, are guys, you know, who like harem pants, funky tops. And, and I also make these really cool bomber jackets in, in Ankara and I pet them and they are like, they absolutely love those things and they keep coming for that. But I, I will never post on my Instagram because I'm not ready. <laughs> it's good to know the truth. Just tell the truth. I am not ready for the male species yet. <laughs> oh, man. Because, you know, yeah. I, would, I would have thought that it's easier to design for men than women. No. But after having, I mean, I'm getting, we're getting it from the horse's mouth because you're the one who does the designing. So, I mean, all I know is to go to the store and buy you know yeah yeah to go but, uh, the crotch yeah <laughs> the crotch <laughs> guys pants is a whole nother thing <laughs> uh, yeah. what about you uh, uh uh find more is it the same thing with you as well do you get requests for males because i don't see anything for male uh, uh um attire on your on your website Yes, same thing as Batini. I've, I've been doing trainings on men's um, clothes, so very soon I would, I would come out with some. But I've made some um, over the years, but I've not really posted it or advertised myself as that. So very soon I'm going on training for that now. Gotcha. So I would walk into that. Right. What's the, what's the future of uh, Batini design? What's the future? Because, again, I'll speak for South Africa. I know that you go down uh, Mabonene, you go down Santin, Rosebank, you see like, you know, it's a, uh, it's a world of designs, a world of style, a world of, um, it's everything's contemporary, contemporary and, and cosmopolitan. And uh, people are always driven to strive to do something that is different that is going to make them, you know, um, uh, stick out, you know, so you pop out in front of, uh, I mean, uh, amongst a lot of people. So what is the future of Batini designs, even with the exception of the COVID? Because again, you know, mm -hmm. that goes on, you know, yeah. on. Like the creative yeah. side of Batini designs. Yeah, well, I mean, COVID was a blessing in disguise because it gave me a chance to really relook at the business and see where I wasn't as efficient as I could be. So um, I'm now still in recovery, but the plan is to really go out in a big way as a formidable brand in South Africa because I haven't done runway shows. I've been I've been shying away from doing SA Fashion Week and. Uh, um, and all of those type of like participating on those showcasing on those platforms. So I'm, I'm, my next phase is to get ready to do the next one, the next installment that they're going to have. But I've also in the background over the last year been working on getting my business export ready because 
um, I've been getting quite a lot of interest from people in Europe and, and in some parts of the States to, to, to get my things. And, you know, I'm, you know, that whole shipping issue, the taxes, the, the import, there's a whole lot of paperwork that's required before you can even trade outside the countries for tax purposes and things like that. And it's a, it's, it's, it's quite, it's quite a lot, you know, so I've been, I've been undergoing training with the Johannesburg Chamber of Commerce. They have this program that are, they've been trying to help us get uh, export ready. It's a two year program. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. this was supposed to be my second year, but with COVID, I guess it'll go into next year. But the plan is to, at the end of that, really come out as a brand that will be selling um, um, overseas. There's a lady also called um, Annette. Um, she owns what they call the, the fashion agent. She's an agency that basically takes your work and markets it to the world. So she sells to boutiques in Europe um, and all over the world. So I'm working very closely to her, with her to try and get my stuff ready. The quality level is a little bit different from mine. So I really have to up my game a little bit because the European market is very... It's quite finicky. They know their clothes very well and they're willing to spend a lot of money, but the clothes have to be really up to a good level. So I'm going into printing my own fabrics as well. So I don't have to use Ankara anymore because they're also easy to copy when the fabrics are readily available in, in different markets. Mm -hmm. So the next phase is definitely going to involve a lot of preparation for me to trade overseas, but also to design my own textiles that I will... Um, um, which will be the, the footprint that I'll set out outside of South Africa. Hopefully in the next two years will be my, you know, in the coming two years will be the last time I'll be using readily available Ankara. And then I can start using my own twist of an African print from my own point of view as a signature print that is that definitely nobody will have and will be recognizable in any store in right. any part of the world. But I do want to grow beyond Johannesburg, beyond Gauteng and beyond South Africa into the world. Wow, that's uh, wishing you all yeah. with that. Absolutely. Thank just, you. Just because I'm seeing what you are. Uh, I, I first often saw your your design, Napo. Napo, because she, she. Yeah, Napo has been coming to me. Yeah, she's been one of my best supporters. Right, she's a diehard, and yeah. I've seen like, you know, the, uh, the material and the, and the style is just out of this world. Thank and you. Phenomenal, yeah. Uh, 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 Tariq, you got anything for. Um, any, any, any more questions for Batini? I would really like for one to, uh, or for somebody from the audience to say something today. I know somebody has some questions. Ask a question. You have them here. They have a plethora of knowledge. Um, you know, and I, I want to thank you guys for, you know, showing up and coming today. We're coming down to the end. But anybody in the audience have anything for Bethany or? Uh. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up? Yo, what's up? What's up? How's it going? Um, I guess um, I guess a question is um, like, how do you? I'm not too sure if um, you ladies have answered already. I hopped on a little late, but um, how did you actually get started? Did you attend a school, or is it skills that you've already developed that you already had to start to get into the fashion industry? So, uh, I will let her answer first, yeah, because <laughs> I just I did, uh, like a whole three minutes talk. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll answer after her. Uh, 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 fine, more. Did you hear the question? Uh, so, uh, 
yeah, Jacob, I'll just ask, uh, how, did you, how did you start? You know, did you go to school or, uh, I know you partially said it like, you know, you, you found a talent, but after that, how did you go about the whole process of you saying, okay, this is what I really want to do? So his question basically is, how did you start? Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, um, when I was in school, I hello. Yeah, we hear Hi. you. Yeah, there you go. We hear you. So, when I was in school, I started going for trainings. When I was in school, so when I finished, I just started like. I'd made a few clothes and started selling it. And with the help of my mom, she was, she's in a theater um, group. She advertised for me too, and then put me through. And I started selling. I started advertising my stuff on Instagram and Facebook. And then I went for more training to improve in the business because it wasn't that, um, that was what I learned when I was in school. So I started going for more trainings and improving myself. And that's it. Mm. I hope I got that. Got you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what about you, uh, Sipati? Um, you know, I, it was, I would say, by accident. Because I was working in, in banking. I mean, I even studied, you know, like something completely different from fashion. And I had been under so much stress that I started, um, I thought I needed a hobby. And I remember that I had a sewing machine at home. So I signed up for sewing lessons over the weekend for about a year while working just to, you know, to, to relax and everything. But then the stuff I was making, I was wearing at work and people were kept saying, you know, where, do you, where are you getting it? And I had a lot of life, life challenges that made me, you know, question if this was really it for me. And I wasn't happy. And I, I left my job and literally stayed home for about six months. And then while I was at home, I, was, I continued with the lessons. And, and really, it just became, I started making pencil skirts. Next thing I had a studio. Next thing I was buying industrial machines. Next thing I'm supplying stores, you know? But I kept wanting to do more and more because it, it just felt so good. It felt so good to be doing what I was doing. Um, I'm not formally trained in terms of an actual university and a degree in fashion, but I did do a lot of informal training in pattern making, uh, I did do some sketching, but I, I, I don't like sketching. So, and I'm really honest about that. So I had to, you know, really, really master the, the practical aspect of the production of the clothes, which, which has been working for me up until this point. And um, that's really, it's just, that's how it unfolded for me. It's just, it just felt good, really. And it hasn't stopped feeling good, aside for when things are tough. But I mean, the, the thing is, the passion is what takes you through the hard times. So it, it can't be about the money and it can't be about oh, the good times only. It's the hard times that really that test your, your willingness and commitment to this thing that you say you love so much and that means so much to you. And that's what carries you through it. I was going to say, that's a, that's a big risk that you took to leave your job and yeah. not knowing what the future holds for you. And I'll commend you on, you know, doing that. It takes a lot of guts. Absolutely. to do that, to follow your passion and then to continue it, you know, so good job. Thank Keep you. it going. You're willing to, willing to sacrifice and compromise. It's not even a compromise. This is literally telling yourself that 
whatever come my way, I'm going to fulfill yeah. it, you know, and, um, and you guys are making it, you know, and not everyone is willing to sacrifice, you know, and for you, I know you have kids, you know, so you had to like, even uh, compromise way more than that, you know, because mm -hmm. downsize, you know, a lot, lifestyle change, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, and do you do anything for kids? I do. I actually have a, a brand that I've been working on on the side and I'm going to um, start it up again called Bugsy by Batini. I make clothes for, for essential items for newborns up to um, 24 months. Wow. It's really, it's so dope. I have a feeling that this is the, the thing that's going to really take me places. So this baby brand that I'm going to be working on hopefully in the next year or so, pushing that more than the Bacini designs, I think this is going to be the big one, especially for overseas trading because, you know, it's standard sizes, baby sizes are standard everywhere. All you do is ship, you know, just make sure the quality is right and then you ship everywhere. But even the designs themselves, um, it's not clothes, it's baby essential. Like, it's not like uh, everyday clothes. It's more like baby vests. Um, but I've, I've, okay. I've worked with this designer to come up with specific prints for that. And I make bomber, bomber onesies for kids. Check it out. I'll put my Instagram for both brands oh, on oh. there. And and the baby stuff is really special. I'm so glad you asked about that. I can't believe I didn't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, the baby stuff is really special. I, I feel like that's the money maker there. That's the only one I can outwardly say I'm going to make money out of it. Proper, proper money. <laughs> interesting that you say that because uh, me and my, uh, my, my buddies, we always talk about on G7 that, like, you know, as much as the industry makes a lot of money from uh, women, but there is a lot of money when you're talking about kids. Because kids, they are actually most, uh, uh, personally, I think kids, you, you can stylize the kids like, you know, I mean, from head to toe. And whenever, whatever you put on the kids, it's just out of this world, you know. And um, style, style is everything, of course. But yes, so there, there is, there is a lot of industry when it comes to, uh, as far as kids are concerned. So, uh, but Timmy just put her uh, Instagram on, on the chat. You can check it on there and uh, find more. If you don't mind, you can put your, uh, your details on the, uh, on the chat there for people to follow you, uh, your Instagram. And I would like to, before uh, uh, we go any further, and, and you know, we hope to rock and roll anyway, uh, but I want to say thank you to, uh, I see uh, Bola, Bola, Bola uh, Tariq and Andrew, she has followed us since the day when we hosted um, uh, Rodolfo, you know, and thank, oh, yeah. thank you very much, Bola. Awesome, thank you. We appreciate you. And uh, Lesole, Lesole is my fellow countryman. Thank you for joining us today, Black man. We appreciate you. And Indeed. Really, uh, Peter in Canada, you've been consistent, man. Sylvia, I want to say thank you to you too. Tanisha, hey, without question, you know, this young queen, yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. Jackie, Jackie, you know what? I can't say thank you enough, you know, because you also have been so also motivational in, in some of the uh, stories that we come with, you know, after having a conversation with you the very first time when I first started, we first started doing uh, this thing right here. Uh, Nancy, as always, you know, we, we, we are going to buy the airplane for you, but you figure out the pilot. You know, we don't have to be a party for yourself. Yeah. So, um, hey, Peter, how are you, black man? Uh, thank you very much in Canada. I did, I did uh, pass my, my remarks to you. And uh, Broski, 
Cordae. Yes, indeed. Yeah, the man with the master plan. No, that's all you, bro. Yes, sir. So, um, if anyone else has anything else that you want to, like, you know, chime in, uh, uh, add, uh, please feel free at this time. Because, uh, again, we know that, like, time is of essence. We're really trying to accommodate. Because I know that uh, Batini, you know, with the law shedding in South Africa, is just ridiculous. So, we want to make sure that we accommodate you as well. Because enjoy the uh, stuff that you, you need to do. And uh, in Nigeria over there, in the spine mode, we, we want to thank you for your time and your presence. And uh, thank you. But before you go, what's the future for Find More? What is your what's the future for Find More? Uh, to be um, in Lagos um, in London Fashion Week. Yeah, and to bring out to bring out. Um... We're talking. We're talking big things. Hello. Yeah, we here. We here. Yeah, to portray Nigeria traditional signature. I'm infused Western styles too. So mm. that's that's the future of high mode. Awesome. So uh Bhaktini, do you do you see yourself uh do you see yourself getting any support in the near future from the South African government as far as building up your empire? Or do they only look at you as an individual entity that you know you have to self-fund yourself? Uh, most of it you have to, to do on your own. I think they pay attention only when people outside start paying attention to you. So um, there, there are lucky ones who can get funding in many other ways. But what I've seen with most of the other fashion designers that have made it, like have pushed through, they've done it with self-funding mostly. Right. So it's it's kind of sad, but you know I keep trying. Even now, I'm still trying, and we'll always keep trying until something comes through. But if that doesn't come through, we'll still push on with our own own savings. Absolutely, because the dream is too big. <laughs> we cannot make ah, it. it. You know, love it's too it. big. Yeah, the calling wow. is too big. Yeah. Over to you, so we can before we roll out. Please. I say over to you all before we run. Oh, man. Just echoing what you said. Thank you all. This has been a great show. Thanks for showing up, being on time, and also just sharing the information that you had because, you know, um, it's needed. And your voice is needed. This is Voices Without Boundaries. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Drew. Thank you so much, ladies. Um, I learned a lot. It was a lot of informative information. Um, I just I just went to your website and checked out some of your stuff, Bakhtini, and it is gorgeous. It's really nice. Um, Thank you. Yeah, very 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 fine stuff. Um, so all of the best wishes from 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 us here in America, and and I'm sure that you your company will take off and go to all of the places that you cannot even imagine. Um, Thank you. And even for fine mood. Uh, we'll be praying for you and we wish you nothing but the best and that uh that you get into london's fashion week and uh and that things take off and it will become uh beyond your wildest dreams so continue to stay on the wall and keep on pushing thank you absolutely All right. absolutely yeah thank you very much and uh the, the instagram is a fine mod at fine mod p-h-i-n-e p-h-i-n-e mod and hey. bugs baby or oh, a bugs by oh a bugs by by batini and bugs by batini that's the baby one 
Right. That's, that's the money maker right there. Money maker, yes. <laughs> money maker is lady. Money, yeah. That's that's the money maker right there. Yeah. Uh, appreciate you all as always. Now this is G Seven Voices without boundaries. Uh, every Sunday at eleven and uh, that's five, uh, five p.m. South Africa and four p.m. in the UK and uh, everywhere else in the world. Uh, we appreciate you all for coming through. Uh, you can check us on www.g7.com. Instagram is at g7nationusa. g7nationusa. As always, we appreciate. We said you're not talking. I should. Check all our, our apparel, you know, whatever you want to purchase, and then you can check some of our uh, previous segments and what's coming up in the future. Uh, with that said, we appreciate you all. Hey, Miss Reiner. Stay blessed. Peace and love. It's always be you and I be me. Thank you. Peace, all. peace, blessings. Thank you. Thank you Thank all. You. Thanks. Be safe this week on Labor Day. Absolutely, yeah. Don't 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 drink and drive. But stay at home. Wear a mask. Drink and walk. Drink and walk, yes indeed. Try that. Drink and walk. <laughs> Labor Day. True that. Blessings. Yes, indeed. Aye, aye. Thank you, Na Thank you, Nati. You're welcome. Hey, Bola. Hey, 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 hey. How are you? How are you? You're welcome. You're Thank welcome. you so much for the support. Appreciate Thank you. Thank you very much. We hope to see you again in the near future. You know, stay, stay in touch. Keep visiting oh. us, you know, all the time. You know, we love your, your presence. <laughs> Thank you. Just you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. Right. Bye. 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 Bye.